Today's episode contains content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome. You are listening to No Country for Healthy Living, a podcast where we try and guide you towards new levels of self-growth, self-growth, self-love, and connection you never thought possible. Excuse me while I trip over my own tongue. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Kaylee. And I am Laura. How have you been, Laura? How have you been? How are you doing? You're on vacation, aren't you? Yeah, now it's my turn on vacation. I know, right? I was on vacation last week. Now it's your turn. Yeah, it's been really nice. I've been trying to get in some more like podcast or coaching work in since I have the time. Mm-hmm. I've been, I don't know, I'm trying to relax and get the house together a little bit more. Just kind of do everything and nothing all at the same time keep it a balance <laughs> I 100% feel that because that's exactly what I tried to do for my vacation I ended up doing more of nothing than the something but I still did get some things done but you know yeah. not as much as I wanted to but I still got stuff done <laughs> nice. I went for a, a bike ride yesterday with a friend so that was nice Nick and I were talking about getting bikes. We went When we went on our hike, we saw some mountain bikers. And Nick looked at me and he was like, would you ever be interested in doing that? And I was like, I'd be willing to give it a try to see if I'd be interested in it. Exactly. But, you know, we, and so we were talking about, like, getting bikes and stuff and all that stuff. But then as we were leaving the, the mountain, we drove by this little spot and I saw bike rentals. And I'm like, ooh, we could rent a bike before we have to invest hundreds of dollars for me to decide I don't like it. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so, so we're going to try, like, renting some some bikes sometime to go and do a little mountain biking and see if, like, it's something that we both like doing, you know? And then if we both like it, we'll go and invest in a couple of bikes. But I was really glad I saw bike rental place right next to the fucking mountain because I was like oh my god yes we don't have to actually like you know spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on some bikes we may end up never actually using so I mean something I've learned from my mom and my dad is that if it if you don't have it you can basically rent it you just got to find the place that rents it it's the weirdest thing we rent like uh wood splitters we would rent We've rented, like, you can rent oh, yeah. snowmobiles and oh, yeah. kayaks and anything. Yeah. So it's, like, oh, yeah. wild. My, uh, in-laws <laughs> uh, rent a wood chipper once a year. Yeah. Yeah. Every year, like, right at the end of the year. I want to say it's the end. No. Beginning of the year is usually, I think, when they do it. Um, usually to clean up the yard after, like, the winter, all the tree branches that have fallen down. Like, yeah, go around the yard, collect all the wood ship it all up, spray all the wood chips over the grass, you know, help the grass grow in the, in the like, empty spots, like, kind of just let it, yeah, oh yeah, oh yes. yeah, it's usually, like, a Anything. whole, like, weekend event, we usually go up and stay over, and, like, we're out there all day long, like, 
Oh, I recall those days. My mom one time rented a, like, mini little cement mixer, and we did Mm. an entire walkway from the bottom of our driveway all the way up to our stairs or something. I don't know. It was pretty long. Yeah. (laughs) Took days. Yeah. 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 You can. It's a family event. Almost anything. Like, there's. If you can conceive of it being something that's rentable, it's probably yes. rentable. <laughs> so oh, I'm glad God. you found that out, though. Well, no, I knew that there were, but it was just nice to see that there was one literally right, right next to the mountain. So we wouldn't have to drive them from, you know, we wouldn't have to go rent them, load them onto our vehicle, because then yeah. we'd have to actually get, like, actual solid bike racks. Because we both have um, crossovers, so we can carry bikes and stuff no problem but we'd have to get a proper thing for transporting those bikes which means we'd still have to invest in something so it's nice to know that there was a bike rental literally right next to the mountain to be like cool so if we do want to try this we can just come back to this mountain and rent from that place right there and go try it out yeah so So that's That's something we might try to do hopefully this summer if we Find the time to be able to do it, so. You will. It's happening. Done. Oh, oh, I know you're about to ask me how I am, so I'm just going to start talking yes. about it. My dress is coming. Oh, can you for explain For my celebration. Oh, yeah? That's I exciting. Finally, I finally decided on a dress. My God, did that take me fucking forever. What color is it? It's red. Okay, that's what I thought you were gonna go with. Same as the same as the pantsuit I got married in. Yes. But now I'm actually gonna be wearing a dress this time. Look, pantsuit was more practical practical for a February wedding. Okay. <laughs> uh, wasn't really a pantsuit. It was more like a jump. Uh, both, Two, either or. One. Eight. I don't know what that one's technically. I don't know. Full body fucking. Like overalls, but nicer. <laughs> <laughs> she had overalls. It's fine. Full body. <laughs> um, but but no. So I I got a, a red a red dress for it because um, I wanted something to wear because it's not like um, a come all dressed up kind of thing because we want people to come. You know, like we t- we told people everyone it's it's like semi casual, like business casual, like you know. You can wear jeans and a button-up, jeans and a blouse, you know, like, nice pants, of course. Please don't pick your ratty, holy jeans. Please pick nice pants. But come in, like, pants and stuff because, like, after we do the little celebration and the, like, vow thing, I use quotations on vows because, I mean, I don't know exactly if we're going to say vows, but we're going to do something. going to say words some back small and little, forth like, to each other. Some, some form of little small ceremony thingy. For yes. the family. Um, and, um, but I wanted, like, some form of cute dress, you know? And then I'm probably going to change at some point afterwards. But, you know, I wanted some form of cute dress. No, that's not. Somewhat of the vibe. Good you for know? you. I didn't get, like, an actual wedding, so I'm, I wanted something. Um, since we technically got, like, hitched. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, I want, like, some form of cute dress, but I don't want, like, a white dress, so. There was another dress that I really 
wanted to get, but it was too expensive. Oh, I and I was like, <laughs> no, not not happening, not happening. So I'm excited for it to get here and for me to see it because I did ask them to make like an alteration on it that I wasn't sure if they were going to do for me or not. So I'm hopeful that they did it. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see um, it. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's super exciting. I'm going to be soups awkward. I hope you know. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Okay. Just letting you know. I'll be there. Um, I'll, I'll be there. You can you can stick with right. me, kids. We'll be fine. Don't worry. There'll be alcohol. <laughs> okay. So nobody will notice my awkwardness. Okay. Because I'm not really a drinker, You'll, but if everybody else be drinking, it's just everybody's going to be weird. Exactly. Gotcha. There'll be alcohol. It'll be okay. <laughs> There'll be a lot of people drinking. It's okay. I'm not a huge drinker either. You know, I might have, like, a couple of drinks, but I'm not going to get wasted. Yeah. So, not really, I don't really like getting wasted. Um, but, you know, there'll be, there, there'll be alcohol, so it's okay. Everyone will not notice your, your awkwardness, because <laughs> they'll all be fucking drunk. <laughs> Sounds good. But, yeah, I feel no. much more comfortable now. Thank you. <laughs> gotta come in, you gotta come in, like, comfortable but nice clothes. You can even bring a change of clothes because there's going to be a whole bunch of fun and games afterwards. There's like a whole bunch of lawn games that there's going to be that we're like doing. So it'll be fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. I don't know how to transition into today's nah. episode topic. That's all right. Um, we can just because I don't really know. intend to bring up my own personal sex life to transition into the topic of sex but we're talking about sex <laughs> yeah and sex education and yeah. the lack thereof i should say as well yes and and i feel like some people might wonder why this is like a topic on our podcast but it is health it, it is a health and life topic due to the fact that you know a majority of people will have sex in their lifetime and with sex comes a lot of other kind of like gray areas that people don't talk about that can really affect your life in a major way, both in a health way and in life circumstance ways. And Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And so it's, it's, and it's, it's something that just seriously hits home to me and I feel like to you, that is a super important topic oh God, to bring yeah. up. I mean, it's, it's an important topic to know about, to be educated on, to um be willing to talk about not necessarily with everybody but at least with your own personal possible future partners um yeah or, mm -hmm. you know anything like that it's it's important to know about because sex because sex education and sex is about a lot more than just the act of sex it's about your body it's about your body parts it's about how things work it's about consent it's about so much you know yeah. it, it, exactly it's it's about so 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 much and depending on where you live in the u.s and a lot of our statistics that we're going to be talking about i think all of them will be based in them. the u.s because that is where we live so yes. um but depending on where you live in the U.S., like, what's taught or not 
taught for sex ed will literally change. And I want you guys to keep in mind that only 13 out of 50 states are required to make sure that sex education is medically accurate. Isn't that crazy? Medically accurate. You can have sex education that is not medically accurate. In, um, what is that, like, 90%, 80%, I don't know, I'm not good yeah. at math, but that's a huge percent of the freaking U.S. Yeah. where you could be taught the wrong thing just because of certain viewpoints. Um, and I am going to say it because it is my own personal belief, and I know Laura's own personal belief, but a lot of religious conservative areas and people and yes. tend to suppress talking about and ac the accuracy of teaching sex education it's so they, they push it to be such a taboo um and not all not all not all no, i'm not gonna say not. all but a lot tend to use that and to suppress or to make it seem like um, people are objects, you know, and that their say doesn't matter, that they that their consent doesn't matter, you know, and yeah, and that you you shouldn't be having sex anyways. So why do we even exactly. need to talk about it? And you don't need to you don't need to learn about it because you shouldn't be having it yet anyways. But no, you should be learning about it because you are gonna possibly have it one day assuming you don't discover you're an asexual, you know, whatever it ends up being. But if you are someone who ends up deciding, and, and it's important to learn about sex because you may not want to have sex. Yeah. You may not want to, you know, and it's important to learn these things before you're put <clears throat> into a situation where you have to make this choice or that choice is taken from you, you know? It's, it's, makes me sad to think about that that probably frequently happens given that, you know, mm -hmm. you know, half of the United States alone has sex ed as, like, mandatory, even though people mm -hmm. be having sex everywhere, you know? And yeah. <clears throat> out of, you know, the half of the United States that require sex, sex education, even fewer states have, you know, legislation, legislation, I can't say that word, but, you know, I'm sure you're feeling it. Um, but it requires medical accuracy, inclusive language, and information about contraception. So not only do they not really talk about LGBT plus community sex education, which affects a yep. huge majority, especially if it's not spoken yep. about or spoken about incorrectly in kind of in a demeaning, mm -hmm. demeaning way, because we'll get to that too, because there's some places that do that purposefully as well. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, I don't know if we've made this clear, because we're going to get really heated on the topic of LGBTQ inclusive uh, sex education. Laura and I are a part of the LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> and I don't think we've ever actually stated that. And I'm totally comfortable stating that. Um, yeah. I assume you're totally comfortable stating that, Laura. Yes. But, you know, we're... So it's very personal to us, too, the fact that, like, 
I wasn't taught about sex with women. I wasn't taught that it was acceptable, that it was, you know, anything like that. Like, they didn't even touch, I think, on same-sex sex education. They, it was just, I don't it remember was not, it didn't, sex ed. Nobody brought it up. I went into high school yeah. and found the GSA, the Gay-Straight Alliance, and that was, like, kind of like the first time that kind of idea was I floating around. I started... More a GSA, like, like a Gay Straight Alliance, like a GSA club in my school mm-hmm. my freshman year um, because ours had, the one that they had closed down and I was like, oh, well, um, I need some form of after school credit and I mean, there's nothing I want to do here, so why not make an inclusive form of club? And we did and it was really it was like a really fun, safe space, you know, and it was nice to be able to do that yeah. and to have that. And um, it was just, it was nice, you know, and it was a safe space to talk about who we felt we were and our own confusion on things and to yeah. be able to voice it because, <clears throat> you know, we couldn't talk about it in, or we didn't feel comfortable talking about it in like sex ed class because... I mean, everyone else in there didn't really fully accept it, or it was really still taboo to, like, talk about being gay or bisexual, you know? Yeah, and who wants to be, like, or the one person in the room being like, hey, can you touch on this because I might have sex? And everybody's just thinking about you now having sex because you're the one mm-hmm. GSA, uh, LGBTQ+, plus, I mean, community member in there, and it's just that's a lot of pressure and a lot of heat on you and not a lot of people want to take that. And so it should just be naturally yeah. brought up so that it is inclusive. Exactly, because the more we normalize these things, the less awkward and uncomfortable those things are going to be to talk about because we're normalizing it, because it should be normalized. There's no reason it shouldn't be normalized. Yes, absolutely. And... I know we've, we were talking about it previously a little bit, about it being normalized in elementary schools a little bit more, but not in, like, a full-out let's talk about sex way, but even just talking about, you know, body parts and talking about consent mm. to your body being touched and your space and your what you yep. want around you, you know, and just learning starting about, there. Learning about my favorite thing boundaries especially physical touch boundaries i don't recall that being uh, a thing for me growing up i was never i was to my knowledge i don't think i was ever taught about no you know i don't remember ever really being taught about physical boundaries and stuff like that because a lot of people see young kids and just go oh how cute like they're yeah they're cuddly they're like you know oh he just wants to hug you but then there's there's this one kid just pushing the kid off because maybe that kid just doesn't like to be randomly grabbed for no reason you know and that could be a trauma response or that kid just straight up doesn't like to be grabbed and yeah they are taught that it's okay to tell someone don't grab me like that it makes me uncomfortable you're not really taught to too much you know you're you're taught you can say no and you can say like don't do that or things like that you know but but I feel like if if 
Like, if I go to my niece or nephew and their family is like, okay, go give her a hug bye or something, and, I don't know, let's say she's upset or something, or she's busy or mm. whatever, and I say, hey, can I have a hug? And she's just kind of like, mm, or, and turns away, and I'm like, it's okay, you can say no, it's up to you, like, it's your body, and they're all mm-hmm. like, no, give her a hug, she's leaving, and I'm like, really, it's... I'm okay. I'm not offended. That's if she doesn't want it's that like, right now. No, it's, it's, that's it's okay. her choice to tell me if she wants a hug or not. Whether she's a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, or a 35-year-old, she has the choice of giving me that hug or not. It's not your choice to say, yeah, go give them a hug. And then when she says no, to just sit there and say, no, go do it. Like, no. It, right. Absolutely not. Like, you're now teaching your kid that it's okay to push past that no. Yeah. And that it's okay to let people push past that no. Exactly. And that if they're going to say something, it's not going to be listened to anyways. And that your boundaries essentially don't matter. Yeah. Your boundaries matter. And I think that some, like, small things like that in our childhood can really trigger big emotions and big issues down the line and it's hard to kind Mm -hmm. of figure out where that's coming from when you know these happened when you were three or four you know you're not gonna like think something Mm -hmm. that was just that stupid or whatever quote-unquote stupid is gonna affect you but it seriously can gonna affect the way you're you're thinking and processing and your patterns right now oh oh god yeah i I didn't understand what things from my past were trauma until I got a therapist. And she looked at me and she went, that's trauma. And I'm like, that's trauma. (laughs) That's trauma. That's trauma. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. Holy shit. I'm like, no wonder I'm so fucked up. Me too. That's right. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> That's it's why we're okay. kicking ass the way we are, all right? We're all but... fucked up in our own way. Some of us a little more than others. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We all get through. We yeah. all get through. But, <laughs> anywho, you and I are part of the yeah. LGBT plus community and that we are oh, wow. very open wow, did and we honest get off about topic. that. And we are, what? I said, wow, did we get off topic. (laughs) Yeah, we did, but that's okay. We're bringing it back. Um, (laughs) Yes. We're just very inclusive and very open and non-judgmental and very passionate about uh, equality, but... uh, All are welcome. Yes. All should feel comfortable here. Yeah, and and specifically in sex, sex, sex education, in order to be comprehensive, sex education you know, programs have to, have to consider the whole student body. And unfortunately, many states leave issues like sexual orientation and contraceptive, contraception unaddressed. And some even, like, prohibit public schools from addressing them at all. Um, mm-hmm. And not even just sexual orientation, but I'm sure now it goes even further because I'm, I did not, um, I don't know, it said sexual orientation, but I'm sure, what would you categorize being, like, trans under? Is that gender? Uh, that's gender identity. Okay, gender identity. That would make more sense. I I would, I'm going to 
assume here, but I believe it would be just considered gender identity because it yes. is your gender identity. That makes sense. I was just trying to figure out the right words because um, I am sure that if they're not going to talk about sexual orientation, they're definitely not going to talk about gender identity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Please correct us if we're wrong, but... <laughs> right. And these are, this goes for not all states, but a solid amount of states. Um, 25 out of 50 states stress abstinence. Just in general, very hard. That's about it. Just abstinence. Don't have sex, period. That's it. Health class over. That's 50%, by the way. (laughs) Yes. Just gonna... Yeah. And another... 50. (laughs) 50%. And another, by the way, studies show that, you know, teens have actually have a lower risk of pregnancy when they have access to comprehensive sex ed and contraception. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it It makes sense to me, and I know I feel like a lot of people it it might baffle, but I also well, think yeah, the studies are there. When you know... Girl. When you know how sex works, you tend to understand the steps you need to take to be careful to not cause accidental pregnancies or to understand that accidental pregnancies can happen. You know, like if you're not taught this, you're not gonna know and you're gonna have a higher risk of making a mistake and having that accidental pregnancy. Of course. It's gonna happen. It makes sense to me. Absolutely. And and yet, 50% of states stress abstinence. We're back at that. Um. And, and it's like, abstinence isn't a, a, a terrible thing, you know? No. Like, the concept of, of abstinence not. isn't bad. Like, please understand, we're not harping on abstinence. We're harping on the fact that it's shoved down people's throats as a requirement. Or not only like the a, only option, like, but also a safe, yeah. only safe option. And I'm like... Exactly. And it's not the only safe option, because when you're educated on the topic, you know how to be safe, because you're taught the other safe ways. Because, of course, a safe option is being abstinent. But yes. there are other safe options out there, like condoms, birth control, things like that, that can help prevent these kind of things from happening and it's so don't 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 think we're harping on abstinence i just wanted to say that like it's not abstinence itself it's the way abstinence is used to degrade and to try and keep sexualization and keep sex from being normalized yeah because sex should be normalized because sex happens we're humans. It is in our human nature to have sex. I mean, we literally create life. It it, it happens. We 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 have sex. We like sex. Not all, of course. Not everyone likes sex, but right. Most humans are gonna have sex, and if you're not teaching about it, you're gonna have accidents. If you don't know how something works, you can get hurt. Yes, because you can teach all about all the proper sex education stuff and then also be like, but if that's not, like, how you want to do it and you 
there are, you know, you can just not have sex if that's not what you want. And you can stay abstinent, whatever, for as long as you want or till you're married or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it just should be all inclusive, not just one point of view. And it should be all exactly. medically set right. Please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, going on about our facts about sex education. Yes. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our next one says teens who identify with the LGBTQ plus communities can be at a higher risk for contracting STDs. Um, but that's because we talked about that teaching about, you know, LGBTQ safe education, sex education is prohibited in a lot of states and a lot of schools yeah. and. Even even teachers themselves are a little either uncomfortable and don't know enough because the state isn't giving them enough, or they themselves don't want to deal with it, talk about it. Exactly, exactly. And and, and it's, it's putting people's lives in in serious danger, death it, danger. Yeah, because when you again don't know how to be safe to prevent these kinds of things, when you don't know how things work. You don't know how to protect yourself and others. Yes, you don't and know. And so things happen where we get sudden breakouts of STDs because people weren't taught what they are, how they can get transferred, uh, how to be safe. You know, like it, when you're not taught these things, you can't possibly protect yourself and others. And it's not okay that we aren't teaching everyone how to be safe yeah and to keep each other safe because i mean i'm sorry but at the end of the day it's just irresponsible right because if you don't know necessarily how to keep yourself or others safe if you're in a sexual uh, encounter with another individual and you don't know how to keep boundaries with them because you've never been taught about the sexual boundaries or consent or any of that you're not gonna really know otherwise and you're gonna fuck up hardcore Mm -hmm. and you're either gonna feel that or not feel that I guess exactly exactly knowledge is power um and there was this other there was this when I was looking up these facts the next two are kind of like direct quotes because I didn't want to take too much away from them um, mm. did you want to it's read okay them? all of our sources will be in our little description yes. thing <clears throat> which by the way there are some lovely diagrams in one of our sources and if you want to look at them and the way they correspond with the type of sex education that is within each state and the, the rates of STDs and the rates of teen pregnancy and the rate of other things and how they all correlate and correspond it is yeah. it makes so much sense um, nice. But you can read these two if you like. I feel like I've been talking a lot because this is a hot topic for me. And can you even see me over here? Okay. I guess so. I mean, you're starting to be taken over by the sun, but it's okay. <laughs> Dude. If HIV education is taught in Arizona, it cannot promote, uh, quotations there, promote a, quotations, homosexual lifestyle or portray homosexuality in a 
positive manner. Mandated HIV education in Oklahoma teaches that among other behaviors, homosexuality activity, in quotations there again, is considered to be responsible for contact with the AIDS virus. All of it just makes me want to roll my eyes right out the fucking door. Okay. All of it. Okay. Just wanted to put that in there. Quote number two. <laughs> this one makes me want to roll my Quote eyes number two. Oh, God. Okay, continue. The Bill Clinton and George Bush administrations generously funded abstinence-only curricula between the mid-1990s and early 2000s. President Barack Obama's administration was the first to shift away from abstinence only until marriage programs toward more comprehensive education under that administration's teen pregnancy prevention initiative. However, President Donald Trump's administration undid that programming and allocated $75 million to abstinence-only curriculum. Wonderful. Right? 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 And in case you can't sense it, that was, that wonderful was dripping in sarcasm. Dripping in the fact that I'm going to hit my head on the wall repeatedly. Just with those facts alone. (laughs) So, so gross. So gross. Who goes out of their way to purposefully be like, nah, I know this is inclusive and it's going to save lives, but fuck that. Here, have $75 million to kill people and teach them jack shit. It's just baffling to me. It's just baffling to me. mm, mm. Just baffling. I can't even. I can't. I can't even. But, But, I mean, and then do to all of this lack of sex education and all of these cutbacks that get made and changed to abstinence only but not actually teaching what why you benefit from abstinence only or whatever you know the US literally has the highest rates of teen pregnancies and STIs in the industrialized world yes and also the only one to not have regulated mandatory sex education. Yes. Why? Why do we not have regulated mandatory sex education? This should be um this should be fucking mandatory to because learn it's about life your or body death here. And it is learning about and your body. other bodies and how they interact with each other and how to stay safe. It's like if you don't learn about your body even in a personal way, I feel like you're going to be a little disoriented all your fucking life yeah i my first sexual experience was so fucking weird because i didn't know what i didn't under i didn't honestly full honestly i didn't even want to have sex that day that i lost my virginity you know i was kind of talked into it you know it I was kind of talked into it. I said no multiple times that day, and then it ended up happening, and I gave in and said yes, finally, because I gave in, you know? Like, I was just like, all right, I don't want to listen to it anymore, but I I didn't have to do that for his sake, but I know that now. But, you know, I didn't, 
understand any of it. I didn't know that I could put my foot down and say, absolutely not. I didn't right. I didn't know you could nut punch and worked. walk away. I totally would have. I, I didn't know how any of it really worked. And I, it was awkward. It was weird. Yeah. It was, and I mean, I know everyone's first time is usually awkward and weird, but like it was also awkward and weird just because like, I don't think I'd ever even seen no, I think, okay, no, I take that back. I may have looked at, like, some form of pornography type things, but right. I still didn't fully understand the, like, actions and everything, you know? I was, I was pretty young. I, that's pretty young, and I didn't understand it, you know? But thank God I didn't get pregnant as a teenager because I, you know, like, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't go through high school as a, as a, as a mom, you know, like, power to you if you were a teen mom and you got through high school and you fucking did it, you know, I've got friends who dropped out, went back, got their GED, who powered Same. through high school, you know, yeah. I know girls that finished early, mm -hmm. but it's not something that should have to be put on you, and I'm gonna say it, the fact that, and I don't care <laughs> What your view is on it, everyone is allowed to have their opinion, but you are allowed to get a goddamn abortion if you do not want to have a goddamn child, especially when you are a child yourself. Yep. We don't need to get too much into that one right now, but I'm going to just say it. Another day, another rant. Everyone is allowed to make their own choice when it comes to their body. Mm -hmm. And we are pro-choice here in the sense of it doesn't matter what my feelings are or what your feelings are. It's not your goddamn body. Yes. So if you want one, you want one. If you, you don't, you don't. You can be for don't. abortion and you can, be a, you can be against abortion but still support someone who needs to have it or wants to have it. Yeah. Because it's their choice. Yep. And that is what we'll say on that topic. And we'll continue forward. <laughs> there you go. On why sex ed is important. Yes, this is a little extra of why sex ed is important. I think we've kind of like touched upon a lot of this as we go through it, just kind of naturally. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. But I feel like there may be some fears that if your kids are taught sex education, then they are more likely to think about it and act on it, but quite the opposite is true, and even when sex education includes information about contraceptive, um, contraception, teens had a lower risk of pregnancy than adolescents who received abstinence only or no sex education at all. Because, I mean, like we've already talked about, if you know your options, you're gonna know when you want to say yes and when you want to say no. If you're just kind of hanging, you're you like, what do I do? know about something, yeah, and when you don't know about something, and you're told you don't need to know about that, or you shouldn't be doing that anyways, you become curious, because you're like, well, why? Or naive. I want to know what it is. Get like, pushed into things. I want, like, 
what is that? And then you go and you ask other kids and you learn about it through your friends who might not be educated on it at all, who maybe have learned from their own family and other people and have probably been taught the wrong things. And then suddenly your view on what sex is, is not a good or positive view and that's not good that's not good for you and it's not good for others you know and something that i was gonna say it and we're gonna talk about it a little bit like we're gonna mention the word rape in this we're gonna i'm about to do that um rape is more likely to happen when you don't know about sex and consent because you don't know that you can't just take it, you know? A lot of kids that don't get sex education, um, not all, of course, but a lot of kids who are in maybe rougher situations in life, you know, might learn from the people around them, and maybe those people around them aren't very good people, and those people are doing bad things to them, you know? sexually assaulting them and then not accepting the word no and just taking and that teaches them when it comes to sex I can just take it I can just do it because that's what I've been taught from my own family you know from my own this person or whatever you're your idea of consent is out the window, and you have no form of sex education to teach you that that's not true. Yeah. And to even teach you that that's, that you've even experienced sexual assault. Some people don't even know that they've experienced or been through certain situations because they were never taught that consent exists in sex, you know? They weren't taught proper sex education on how to take care of themselves and how to protect their own bodies and to know when they're in a situation that they don't want to be in. And I will say... And that's the sad reality of it. Yeah, and I I did want to say that those of us, or those of you who have been in, like, a sexual trauma or whatever, you know, I think it could go a couple different ways. Obviously, you can not know what's going on and then use those actions in your life to other people, but I also think that it can also really trip you up when it comes to having relationships of your own and being sexually, Mm -hmm. um, in a, I don't know, sexually intimate with someone else for you personally, because maybe by then you've learned more about sex education and what is appropriate, but maybe actually doing it is very nerve wracking and it brings up a lot of, of feelings that aren't so hot and it may bring flashbacks and that's hard to get over as well. My poor husband half the time doesn't know if he should initiate something between us because he doesn't know if I'm going to be up for it because again I don't think we've mentioned this yet but I I was raped I was a victim of sexual assault I mm-hmm. suffer from PTSD every single day because of it and you know There can be times where I don't want to be touched for a month straight. I want nothing to do with sex. I want nothing 
to do with anything related to it and it's got nothing to do with my husband you know it's yeah nothing to do with him it's literally just the fact that like I don't want to be not violated but it almost sometimes feels like being violated because you've been violated and yeah. your mind now remembers that trauma from when someone took away your consent you know when someone decided that they weren't gonna ask for your permission and they were just going to do it to you and it can be really it, it affects more than just that one person you know it yeah. affects more than just that person who goes through these experiences and that's another sad reality of it is that like when these people who don't have sex education either do it to others or have harder time or have it done to them and then can't have normal relationships anymore, I guess you could say, you know, that then affects those people around them because either that person is going around and doing that to other people and harming them and affecting them in a negative way, or, you know, you have a person who has had it happen to them and they can't connect emotionally with the people they love around them and they can't form the kind of relationships or bonds that they do want to form because of this negative thing that has happened to them because of this lack of sex education. Yeah. And, and that's where I think that would teach them. That's where like generational trauma comes from. You know, one person learns one Mm -hmm. thing and then can't escape their own trauma and, they end up being consumed by it and then they do it around those that they love usually their kids because a lot of you know your kids are forced around you if you have them and then they learn those traits you know yep and that's where generational trauma comes from and it just keeps going and that's why we need to kind of speak up that's why we need mandated sexual education And not just mandated, you know, sexual education, but medically accurate sexual education. And also sexual education that includes people with diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, socioeconomic backgrounds, levels of pre-existing health literacy, and ethnic and cultural backgrounds. And literally... we need to have all of these things included, you know, according to the United Nations. Yeah. uh, Like according to the United Nations, understanding one's own body is a human right. And it is, you have every right to understand your body, how it works and that you are allowed to protect your body in any way you deem fit or necessary, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I agree. And, you know, I also think that learning about your body in any way, even just a personal connection to your body, you know, it, you know, also including a physical sexual way, but even just a personal connection to your body, you know, our body tells us and shows us things on every level. It, it honestly has, a, like, a great wisdom in it that most don't know mm-hmm. even how to hear or acknowledge they're just I think a lot of people think that like symptoms or pain or whatever or 
that's just like, oh, well, my body's being annoying again. And it's like, no, your body's trying to tell you something. And I think a good start in the general understanding of your your personal body is in sex and in, you know, is in a sex ed way is just to understand your body in general. Because once you become mm-hmm. comfortable and under yourself, under your, understand yourself there, you can easily go on and listen in other ways your body is trying to talk to you, but also because then you can teach mm-hmm. other people how to love your body. Does that make well, sense? It's just like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Okay. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, um, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of, um, physical pain that they have is a bottled up emotional trauma from years and years and years ago that they've never dealt with. And that's why they've had this one area of their back that's been flared up in pain, just this constant pain for the same amount of time as that trauma happened. Yeah. Because they just pushed it down, shoved it away and haven't dealt with it. Mm hmm. And, and that's where it's building up. A lot of people don't realize that that can be a thing. Like, you don't always realize that that can be a thing because you don't understand your body. You don't know how to listen to what your body is telling you because that trauma, that, that spot that's in pain is probably connected somehow. That trauma that you had. And it's just, it's so, it's, you have a right to know how to listen to your body. And if we aren't taught from a young age, yeah. how our bodies work and and how to listen to our body and and to know what's right and what's wrong for our body. When we're not taught that, we don't know. And then we're at risk of being unhealthy or being in pain or getting hurt or hurting others. Yeah. Because we weren't taught how to listen to our own body, how to take care of our own body, how to treat our body, you know. Or it, or people treat their body in a treat the pain way and not treat the actual mm. issue way, you know. Oh, I have a headache, yep. let's just pop some, you know, medicine mm-hmm. and then call it a day. But if you do that every day, not only does it start to not really work as much, but also that medicine over and over and over again is not good for your body. So you got to either find more natural ways to relieve it or kind of the underlying cause of what's calling the headache causing the headache to begin with because you gotta learn about your body (laughs) you know i guess in a like a sex education way when it comes to building your trust and having the trust within your body then you'll know what you and your body are comfortable with doing and not doing Mm -hmm. you know you and you can trust Mm -hmm. that that's correct for you and even if it affects and bothers someone else that they can deal with it because you know you're trusting what your body has to tell you and exactly you're accepting it and moving on you know um because I read this part in one of the things I was looking up and it not that I didn't think this but just put it plainly as sex education is a life skill and I I would totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it is. It, it is. It's very much a skill that you need to know because you need to know how to keep yourself safe. You need yeah. to know how to um, 
keep others safe. You need to know how to say no in certain situations. You need to know, you need to understand situations. And if you don't understand sex ed, you're not going to understand certain situations. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And it is very much a life skill because it is very much a part of our lives. Especially, I people are so, women are so sexualized. I mean, sex is everywhere. Sex sells. Sex is around us constantly, 24-7. We're exposed to it. It's better to make sure that we're educated on it while we're being exposed to it than not and being taught wrong and then harming ourselves. And then suddenly we don't have that skill set to help us navigate that part of our life. And then maybe when we go on dates, we're awkward or maybe we don't know how to ask people out because we don't know how to approach them without making them feel uncomfortable. And I don't even know how I feel comfortable with these people. And I do, am I attracted to a male? Am I attracted to a female? Am I attracted to this? I have that option. That or the other. Am I, what, what am I attracted to? Who am I attracted to? Am I attracted to? to anyone you know this is a skill you need to have so that way you don't put yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable or maybe you marry someone you didn't actually love because you were told you have to love this person because you know they're the opposite gender or whatever reason you know whatever reason but then you realize for yourself that that's not what you want because you learned later, you know, when you could have learned before. And it's just, it's, it is, it's very much a life skill that we don't realize is a skill that we need to have. Absolutely. I would totally agree. I love it. Um, so I suppose, um, another awesome fact on why sex education is should be um more put into schools is because sex education programs are actually linked to greater feelings of sexual empowerment by shifting you know traditional views of men women and all other genders you know and this in turn can facilitate healthier sexual relationships not just sexual encounters but full-on relationships with other people Mm -hmm. and without school-based sex education adolescents are likely to turn to unreliable and inaccurate sources of information about sex including peers and porn and just straight up first-hand experiences and not all of those experiences are going to be good if you don't know what to look for you're gonna you're gonna get hurt you're gonna learn the hard way unfortunately because no one's up there to tell you what's quote unquote the hard way so Mm mm-hmm Exactly. It, it Sex, as much as it's around us constantly, is still so taboo in a way. You know, as much as we're kind of surrounded by it and how easily accessible sexual things and sex is, it's still such a taboo thing, you know? It's still so pushed down and and you know 
you're looked at as gross or disgusting if you've slept with multiple people, you know, people view you differently, especially you know, women. You... Oh God, especially women. If you've had multiple partners, I had a friend who was like dating or interested in this dude. And, um, he straight up asked her how many sexual partners she had. And when she told him that she's had like, eight or nine he was like oh that really changes my viewpoint of you like he was like really disturbed and upset and like heartbroken over the fact that she had had sex with other people like so many other people like quotations around so many um right other people because she's had multiple partners like i'm like what like what's the problem cares how many Dude. people someone has slept with that doesn't right, go to the matter. doctor make sure that they're safe and clean and then move on of but course like... <laughs> but that's and see that right there is a part of knowing how to protect yourself because not yes. everybody knows that when you get a new sexual partner you should actually ask them about their history and you should be asking hey you got a clean bill of health Mm-hmm. And go or do to we got to take some goddamn precautions? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, or do we need to take some precautions? Because I need to know what's going on in your junk before your junk can go near my junk. Because. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> and For that's sure. how you know. And if you don't have sex education to teach you about these transmittable diseases mm-hmm. and things like that. You're not going to know that you should be asking your partners about these things. You're not going to know how to protect yourself against that. You're not going to know that you can bear, that you have every right to ask someone to go get a test done and yeah. to show you the proof. You know, you have every right. Absolutely. Um, and it's important that we normalize that, that know, you know I... you have that right. I think a lot of people are, like, uncomfortable with just talking about sex in general and about their bodies and other people's bodies and what they can do together, and I totally get it because mm-hmm. I definitely was one of those people in kids growing up. It was like, ew, don't talk to me about that. I would rather jump out of this moving vehicle, if you say that again. Um, but, like, I, it's just so important to continue to bring it up and to bring it up in ways that other people are comfortable, you know? Um, my boyfriend told me that, I don't know, uh, an adult in his, his life gave him, like, a book about it so he could sit there on his own in his own comfortable space and, and learn about it on his own. And I think that's kind of a a good tactic for someone who is either uncomfortable having those conversations or, you know, to them, or if you're, don't know really what to say, because you can give them that book, you can read that book too, and then you can talk about it together. Yeah. But that's the thing is there are options out there to make sure it's done in a comfortable way, you know? And the more you make sure that you're, the more you show your openness to help the child or whoever understand, the less uncomfortable it's going to be and the more they can feel comfortable coming to you with questions because they're gonna have questions yes and they need someone they can trust that they can go to 
for those answers because if they go to the wrong person, they're going to get that wrong advice and that's going to possibly affect their whole life. You know, you don't know yeah. what could happen. And it's better to know that you're giving them a comfortable space to learn about sex education than not knowing where they're learning from and hoping they just figure it out. Yes, and make safe choices, even though they don't know what the, how to do that yet, but, you know. Even though they don't know how to make those safe choices. Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about in a lot in my school that I work at um, is trying to include a lot of anti-racism and acceptance teachings and, and how to appropriately handle any certain situations or how to bring it up in class and how to teach history the appropriate and actual correct way, you know, with the correct information, kind of like sex education needs that reboot a bit. What's that? What's (laughs) correct information? Not in our American history books, hell nah. (laughs) What? What? There's, There's not correct information in our history books? What? They're definitely Say it not. so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All Everything is a lie. a lie. All of it. But, um, you know, when, when they started teaching about the anti-racism and acceptance, like, for the PDs and the professional de- development for the teachers or whatever, they were kind of like, you know, it's, it, it might make some people and some parents uncomfortable and it maybe even upset some people but that doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do for you know the health safety and love of kids teens and adults everywhere you know it's just because it's going to make some people upset doesn't mean it's not the safest healthiest safest and nicest choice out there you know so yeah yeah and i mean things have definitely been shifting and changing and becoming more proactive in those places where they've suppressed a lot of proper sex education. Yes. You know, we're we're definitely getting better, yes. but we're not where we need to be. And I'm sorry, but all 50 states should have mandated medically accurate, inclusive sex education. And yes. I mean inclusive for all races, genders, sexual orientations, whatever it is. I don't care if you identify as a flying unicorn. You deserve to know how it works. You deserve to know how your body works. Obviously, I can't give you sexual information on how it works as a unicorn, but we you can have a right to know. Kind of figure out via horses, I'd assume, but, you know. We'll figure it out. It's fine. Science. It's fine. fine. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you know, it, it, you have a right to know how your body works, how sex works, how to keep yourself safe. Yeah. It, and it that is, you have options. And that you have every right to know these things and to assert these things that you learn, you know, you every right. So, you know, yes. make sure to get out there and educate yourself. And if you are in a, in a place or maybe you have kids around you that can't get it through school, there are ways, there are 
people out there that do teach proper sexual yes. education, mm-hmm. you know, and even for adults, you know, if you want to learn more about sexual education, you know, um, there are podcasts out there that talk about sex education. YouTube um, videos. I mean, maybe not go to There YouTube. are YouTubers. There are so many different people out there who are trying to help spread sex education, proper sex education, and books, spread sure. the concept of normalizing sex and yeah, the fact that we need to know about it and we need to know about our bodies. Um, and I feel like it's just like yeah. the LGBTQ community in being an ally for them. you got to be an ally for sex education. You know, if you see someone and you're like... Yeah. You know, I when I worked at the residential, I started working at the group home with teen girls, and I would always mm. teach them. They'd go over to the boyfriend's house and whatever, and they might come back with some stories mm. like, that mm. you can't ever tell mm-hmm. is real or sarcastic just to, like, half us make do paperwork, so who knows? So I always still have that talk with them that I had them remember the three C's, which is condoms or contraception or contraceptive, mm-hmm. um, whatever. Um, consent and communication. I was like, and I made him memorize all of it. <laughs> and then there was some, some girl who was even ax- asking for condoms and they were basically like, oh, we have to check. You have to check to see if this legitimate adult who is now 18 in this group home who is con- mm. keeping herself signed in, whether she can have condoms or not. N- no, I'm going to give her some. <laughs> no. It's been a very I think nice that's all we have. Long chit chat of an episode, episode, but that's all of our Yes, this is definitely a much longer episode. Um but that's we'll have okay. Let's see if we can I mean, shorten it a bit. And say who knows what'll happen in post, you know? We'll see what happens. Um but yeah, no, that's that's but definitely all we have for you guys today. It is. It's a very important topic. It is. It's an extremely important topic. Um it, it, it's Sex education is important and it's necessary and we all need to know about our bodies and all the things that go along with having our bodies and yeah. taking care of it and protecting it and keeping it safe. Um, and that's because it, it's health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it is. It's health. It's physical health. It's mental health. It's all the forms of health. Um, that can affect you in your everyday, day-to-day life um, in so many ways. Um, so we do thank you guys for listening in again, um, as always. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please go and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us to get seen by others. And also, please subscribe wherever else you are listening to us um, or Give us a rating if you can on those platforms. Um, If you want to contact us at at all, if you have any topic, discussion, ideas, questions, concerns, corrections, whatever, um, you can contact us on our socials, which are at No Country for Healthy Living on Facebook and Instagram. And and our email as well, goodness gracious, um, you can contact us there, which is at nocountryforhealthyliving at gmail.com. And also, if you guys are interested in digging deeper into your own personal journeys, um, you know, your own health journey, lifestyle change journey, whatever kind of journey it is, um, and you just want 
to be coached by Laura or myself, um, then you can contact us on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at DearKitten3, and Laura's is at YasQueenCoaching. That's Y-A-S, Queen Coaching. Um, and once again, we thank you guys for listening in and continuing to come back and listen. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're enjoying doing this. We hope you guys are enjoying doing this, you know, um, for listening. Sorry, listening to this. Um, <laughs> uh, and we look forward to talking to you guys again next time. And remember to stay safe out there and to make healthy choices. <laughs>